It's Friday. It's time to punch out and log in to do some drafts. It's off and on the clock. It's me, Pete Overzet, with the Badge Bros. We're going to walk you through this entire underdog slate from a drafting perspective, the Battle Royales, the six-person, the 12-person contest, and, of course, we will build a couple pick-em entries. We're even upping our process this week. Nez shared a Google Doc with me. That's how you know we're going to crush it this week. It's off and on the clock. Let's go. Oh, wait, where's, where's John? So, so new it's new me and John's, uh, first, first day off and, uh, and nothing happens whenever Nez has to play producer. That's good. And, uh, it, it fits. I, I, I thought you were doing a, like a legitimate producer bit. You're like, it was John is supposed to be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was meant to be a bit. And then, and then I fumbled it, but yeah, no, John finally taking the day off Mr. No days off himself. Uh, he, he deserves it. He deserves it. He could use one. And then Numi will be joining us later. He was actually supposed to be here from the start, but, uh, he, he, uh, double booked himself. It's his, uh, first time hosting zoom. So we'll, we'll, we'll forgive him for that. Pete, how, how are you doing? How are you feeling after your, uh, your big bank from last week, man? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, it's always, you know, it's always, as you know, when you win the, your Miami ticket, like those following weeks feel a lot better. You know, you're not hemorrhaging money. You got a little money in the bankroll there. You're, you know, maybe blasting off a little bit more than usual. So yeah, my volume is up this week and it also dovetailed nicely with the goal line stand being rake free this week. Oh, That's yeah. a contest. I've been wanting to get more volume in as is, then they make it rake free. And so I've been getting more entries in that, obviously the dog bowls. And uh, yeah, I, I last week I had 50 battle Royales. I think I'm going to at least get to 75 this week, hopefully more. So yeah, we're, we're yeah. blasting off in week 10. And I will just say right now, Nez, uh, okay. if this commander's Seahawks game doesn't go off, I will be back. <laughs> we're in big trouble. Very quickly. <laughs> we're in big trouble. You and me both. It's funny, man. It's like deja vu of last week. I feel like with the, the, the way that the Texans, and these streets really went overlooked and freely available to everybody is how I'm feeling about the Seahawks and commanders this week. I just did a six person main battle Royale and not a single pass catcher went in that game. So that's like, like what are we to do, but, but to just use good process yeah. and, and, and lose it all. And it like, again, I've, I've always hesitated to do, you know, map last week's things on, but just from yeah. like a zoomed out perspective, there's like a lot of similarities to what the Seahawks kind of ADP setup as it was with the Texans last week, right? Exactly. Where you had CJ Stroud was like the fringe QB six, seven getting drafted in some, not all, which is kind of where Gino's at right now. You had Nico Collins as the DK Metcalf who was getting drafted all of the time. And then you had uh, Tyler Lockett and JSN basically as the Dalton Schultz and Tank Dell who weren't getting yeah. drafted much at all. And I'm like, it lines up eerily similar uh, in that way. Um, so yeah, I've been a loving tacking it and same on the commander side, right? Where those guys other than Terry McLaurin are just not getting drafted in the battle royale. So that has been a huge target for me across all contests, but specifically the leverage you're getting in battle royale is so good. Exactly. Yeah. It makes it feel much better in BRs with the six person drafts and they go undrafted, lets you know that you're getting some big ownership leverage there. Whereas in the dog bowls and the goal line stands, sometimes John Dotson will go undrafted, but JSN certainly does. And you want to talk about parallels. I mean, there's your Noah Brown this week right there, fully practiced uh, last practice. So we're feeling good about him. Uh, you mentioned the rake free goal line stand. I just want to say real quick, it's funny that like underdog has me 
so rake back pilled that like i'm like oh man i kind of wish there was rake because i want to build up my my gladiator uh oh yeah now you, you've been fully week. brainwashed if that's your take <laughs> yeah like what is like what is wrong with me man but no these yeah. those goal line stands are, are where it's at especially for slates like this where like you just you just know how the draft is going to fall it almost feels a little dangerous because of how consolidated i am but i mean that you still obviously you know we're going to be mixing up our exposures a little bit when it comes to the to the top of things uh let me just go ahead and share uh i'll, I'll get those rankings up right now or if you want to go right to the uh um the, the game scores yeah. or one second yeah no yeah get it get it pulled up here um it is interesting like from the macro stuff, right? We have the four games that have a total over 45. I think the Seahawks one just came down slightly underneath it. It's like 44 and a half now. Um, but the Texan Cincinnati game has been kind of getting blown up, right? With Higgins out, uh, Nico uh, not going to play. You have Jamar Chase, who looks legitimately questionable, but sounds like he's going to play. I think um, so. And then you got that Chargers Lions game, which, like, the ADPs, that game is just hard to. <laughs> it is hard. I, I've done very few stacks of it um, just because it's it's very hard and both of the Lions backs feel slightly overpriced to me. Um, and then the fourth game, that's actually the other one that I wrote up in my Hidden Gems piece that I'm really interested in along with Commanders uh, and Seahawks, and that's Niners and uh, the Jacks because the Niners you know, are like the Battle Royale team, right, where they have so many guys that can go off but normally someone gets pushed to the periphery um, this week. They're not necessarily flying onto the radar, but Brock Purdy's not getting drafted. And so that immediately mm -hmm. gives you a uniqueness lever. And then the Jags in a way are like the miniature version of the Niners where it's like any of those guys can pop off for a big game. Christian Kirk's not getting drafted. Evan Ingram's getting drafted in sub 30%. Um, Trevor Lawrence isn't getting drafted. So you can get access to really good game environments at pretty massive ownership discounts. So those are the two I've been gravitating to. Yeah, it, it, this this slate just really it feels like we're kind of going back to the the principles of I, 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 I'm just seeing so many more opportunities for runbacks in these slates. Yeah. Lately. It kind of feels like it's like a return to return to glory or return to uh, like a little renaissance of of the old DFS principles of runbacks just with the way that these games are lining up. And maybe maybe I'm just seeing the field just beautifully, but. <laughs> the the way that these these game environments are lining up plus like the depth of some of these of some of the positions this week i think just make drafting just like really simple like you just depending on but like just for example right like like the tight end pool is so deep this week and the yeah. laporta this is this is the etr effect right here by the way laporta flipping mark andrews like it, it took like minutes after etr dropped their projections for for that to take place i'm pretty sure andrews is going ahead of laporta before that uh, but I mean, you look all the way down to tight end 11 of Kate Otten, who like just who, who just continues to get targets in a great matchup against Tennessee all the way to Njoku tight end is just just stacked. So to yeah. me, that kind of like solves itself in, in drafting. And, that, and that's always been the biggest struggle in, in these is, you know, do you go for the ceiling or do you just you just punt and take whatever's left there at the end of tight end? So feeling really good about about tight end, which, which really helps unlock a lot of these lineups. Yeah. And there is like a, a ton of, you know, with the Andrew stuff, uh, people are very down on that 
game environment. I mean, even me just right now, I was doing my show with JM and I accidentally mm -hmm. said Lamar was off the slate because I had it sorted from a value thing and he was grading out as such an egregious value at 8K on Redacted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've been doing still some Andrews Lamar um, in dog bowls in the 12th person just because their ceiling outcomes are still so correlated. Yes. And Mark Andrews tattooed the, the Browns when they last played. So I don't ever want to be fully boxed out of that. But it is not a game environment that I'm excited about. So yeah, tight end does, to me, I'm not doing a ton of one-off stuff, right? Like I am correlating stuff. Like I'm doing Schultz with mix-in teams. I'm doing Ingram with my, you know, Purdy stuff. Um, and then otherwise just trying to scroll down a bit. What One other thing, not to move us away from tight end, but you're mentioning the ETR effect. There still is some of the ETR effect that I kept waiting to more fully impact and hit the ADP that hasn't. Like a big one is... They have Tyler Lockett ranked just dead ass in a vacuum <laughs> ahead of DK Metcalf. Yeah. And like that has not budged. No. Um, which is pretty crazy to me. At the very least, I thought Lockett would have moved up and Metcalf maybe would have came down a smidge. But like I haven't seen any movement there. I mean, Lockett feels free to me in these drafts. He is free. It, it, it's, it doesn't make sense to, to me. And it's really got me like questioning, like, what am, am I missing? <laughs> what something? am I missing? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the, in the chat, uh, I think it was Johnny. Uh, old, old, old Johnny basketball is because he had to rebrand because he's killing it over there is uh, not worried about the rain and wind. Honestly, I'm like never worried unless someone tells me uh, there, there's something to worry about. And just checking uh, it. It's it's a yellow for for Kevin Roth over here. I don't see anything as far as wins. If I get news that wind is over 30 sustained, like I feel like it, it'll be impossible to ignore. But as of now, absolutely like not caring. It, this is honestly how it you should think about weather. You should be excited about weather because the number of times that it yeah. has impacted the game is far, 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 far less than it is that it scared people off of good spots and then you've gotten ownership and ADP discounts on them. So uh, bring on all the weather. Uh, I'm very happy to hear that there's weather issues in Seattle. Yeah, that's honestly the, the best way to look at it. And uh, let's bring in our, our third pilot here. Hello, Numi. There he is. Hello. Apologize. Uh, never have Numi be corporate because he schedules meetings at the same time that the show starts. So a uh, little, little silly on my end, but we're here. We're here. Double book to uh, Numi, I hear they're calling you. Uh, now yeah. now that you're here, I think it's time to bring up this Jefferson. So he's going to be changing. Yeah. It should be changing. It, it, it will change the question. I just I just got word that it, it should be in route to like it just got to got to keep up refreshing. OK, so. so so the breaking news here is that this is going to change. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll, that, I'll come like, right in there. And say, I think a lot of people are change. wondering, and obviously, yeah. like we know, playing the site, that it's a big deal to get that cue over over the D tag because you get a swap if that becomes a cue and you draft him and he doesn't play. And I mean, I, it, the thing is, is in dog bowls that is never going to be taken. Like it might be taken advantage of if you think Justin Jefferson plays a full snap load and and runs a full allotment of routes. But in the battle royales, he's going to be drafted in the six once this officially changes. What will you explain the the D versus the Q because it's changed, right? So is it a snapshot in time, or does now anyone over the entire week get to swap him? But it, or is it only if the Q was there when that specific person drafted them? Correct. Correct. What you just said. It has to be a Q okay. in real time. Yeah. Gotcha. And yeah, yeah. And it'll it'll the system knows that when when you drafted them, like and it'll get the prompt given, like oh, it's not going to swap. But once he is there to the Q. Uh, if you did draft him on that, yeah, he'll be swappable. Um, yeah, that's that's wild. 
real quick here uh, before we continue to uh, to go and comb through this slate. As Tyler says, 93 watching. I see it. We just crusted 100 here. Only 14 likes. Come on, guys. Uh, let's get the subs going. Nothing will make John feel more inferior than to see just the sub counts and the likes soaring without him. He'll start talking about the Ewing theory. Did the show get better? without him uh so make sure you uh subscribe leave a ton of comments we've done this to kitchen on the swole cast too uh yeah. you know it's, it's just really good for his mental health to know how well the show's <laughs> doing without him <laughs> and he's in here right now with us he says he can't pinpoint why but show, <laughs> show's hitting a little better this week yeah there he goes uh i still don't know what john's doing he's probably like shaving his handlebar mustache right now i hope um, so that would be that'd be the best thing for everybody <laughs> Um, so like, I still think new me boots on the ground. I'd put it like sub 10% Jeff Jefferson plays. Am I high or low on that? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, yeah. I think you're spot on. Like maybe go to 15%, like 10, 15. Like, I, I don't think he plays. It's shocking to me that he's, it's just shocking to me that he's questionable and not already ruled out. That's the only thing that's giving me pause. And I'm trying to take the bias out of it because I really and there we go. He is a, he is officially Q now on the site. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't think he goes. I've been trying to look. I've been following I, a lot of the, the just the beats that we have um, from Minnesota. I haven't seen anything besides them just retweeting or retweeting or posting the same thing that he is now questionable. They haven't given any more update on that. There was like a basically a quote that he said earlier in the week that hey, when I am a hundred percent, I will play again this season. So yeah, it just if you're reading these kind of quotes and everything it seems like this week it's a very very big long shot i don't know about you guys but i mean i just did 60 minutes about the redacted slate uh i guess we're finally talking about justin jefferson but is this like the least talked about game this week i, I just i have not heard much discourse around vikings saints i've heard a little Taysom hill talk i mean everyone's kind of spooked by this whole setup it's the it's the uh, Minneapolis Miracle uh, return. They're coming back. That's the, that's the last time uh, this has happened. So it's been talked about in our bubble a lot. We hate the Saints, yeah. uh, knowing uh, <laughs> what they did with you know with Favre and everything. But yeah, I agree. I have not heard this talked about at all, and Nez and John haven't talked about it at all. Um, Damn, so. <laughs> putting it on us. <laughs> well, you haven't. So I've been. It's, no, it's true. It's true. I mean, is it is it, it might be for a good reason. I think Numi, you would agree. This um. Vikings defense is, I, I still think, underrated by a lot of people. And the Saints defense has been a problem for the league. It's, jo I mean, Josh Jobs is an awesome story, but I mean, like, what, what, what are we like? What are the realistic expectations no, for for I Dobbs agree. coming in here after a week of practice? Uh, I mean, his, he's QB thirteen, so it's not like he's getting drafted every time. But man, he, he's fun. But like, well, I, I do you just, know he's modern day Michael Vick? Did you know that? Like, because I. I, I <laughs> but that's the that's honestly the problem. That's the thing about this game. You have two offensive killers in Joshua Dobbs and Taysom Hill, right? Like Dobbs' is rushing is great for the Vikings. It's great for watching fun football and stuff, but it lowers like the passing volume in the offense in the same way Taysom Hill's like creating all the Camara stuff. He's cratering Derek Carr touchdowns in the red zone. It's like these two are a fun story, but they are making the fantasy pie so much smaller for the rest of the offense. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a definite fact. I will say, I think there's definitely some, I, I'm excited about this Q tag. I'm going to continue to take Hawkinson. Uh, I think there's definitely something to Dobbs peppering his tight ends 
And with with QJ, uh, I'm surprised he's not doubtful, uh, but listed questionable here, banged up last week. Definitely excited about this price tag in this game. That's one thing that I can that I can for certain say. But I'm definitely light on Jordan Addison this week, and uh, I'm light on on the Saints side as as well. Uh, on Kamara's price here, are, are you are are you willing to to pay this, Pete, knowing that Pollard is behind him? I've I've been clicking Pollard over Kamara basically every time. I've only yeah. taken Kamara past ADP in 12 person drafts a few times. Like if he slips to the turn or something, he hasn't been a target for me in in battle right. I really do think the in the same way it took like so it's interesting, right? How Gibbs's ADP is finally corrected from where it opened at the week because the way like the projections and understanding David Montgomery's impact, like the impact of this new version of the saints with Taysom Hill with Jamal Williams back. I don't think the market specifically on a half point PPR site has fully updated to the new reality for Camara. That's where I'm at. Like I, all I needed, I saw it once I saw it twice and, and I'm, and I'm fully spooked about this Taysom Hill role with the saints. It, it feels really real. It looked like it's the fact that they're like getting good results with it too. It's not like a frustrating Taysom Hill usage. It's like he's on the field and, and good shit's happening. So I feel like it's here to stay. Uh, I mean, I get the one thing I guess you could say is like Michael Thomas ran really bad and he's going undrafted in any contest. So I, I think that you can maybe sprinkle in Michael Thomas in, in this game. But uh, as far as Kamara goes, he's like he's essentially off my board. I have him ranked back here just to keep an eye on him. But I'm, I'm going Pollard and I'm going ETN over over him. I need to adjust this Burrow rank now that uh, T is gone, but just keeping him in, in my sights relative to ADP as well. Uh, I guess let's just jump quickly over to, to quarterback because it's it feels deep, but it doesn't feel like anybody's like truly popping right now outside of the guys that are buried. So it's just it's just kind of odd the way that things are lining up at the moment. Uh, where, where have you been looking Q, QB wise? Or are you mostly just like tied to games when it comes to quarterbacks, Pete? I am like very, very underweight the top six quarterbacks this week. Same. Um, in both Battle Royale and the 12 persons. Like once Goff's off the board, then that's when I start looking. And it is also because like when you look at projections, like the gap between Purdy and Geno and Howell with those other guys, like the Herbert Stroud Goff, like isn't big enough to justify the ADP gap. And specifically in the 12 person drafts, I mean, there's a, I mean, you're readily getting these Hal Geno types Purdy in the sixth round. And so if you're going to tell me the projection gap isn't that different and I can wait until the last round, it's just been something I've been doing over and over and over again. I think I've taken like, you know, I'll do like Herbert if I grab Keenan and then he falls and it's just like smacking me in the face. Yeah. But I'm not targeting any of the top six quarterbacks. Neither am I. And and I will say, I think that if you're in dog bowl streets, people are doing the same thing. If you are an Eckler drafter or a Keenan drafter, you can get Justin Herbert in like the fifth round. People are like, people are very much like staying in their lanes as far as stacks goes. And I think also understanding that these projections, uh, and I mean, you don't even need to pay for projections to see this. I mean, there's just not a lot of standout games, but from the QB one and ADP down to the QB eight, and ADP is separated by like two points. So it's really just, you know, I, I, I would not pay a premium for my quarterback, no matter, even if I end up taking chase, uh, yeah. like one or two or something, like I'm not paying a premium on burrow. 
and you can you can make a case in the dog bowls. You can say, all right, my third round, Justin Herbert versus your sixth round. If we do that two v two, that it's like closer. Like I, you can you can sell sure. me on that, but you cannot sell me on that in the battle royale when the ownership is literally sub ten percent on guys like Howell and Gino, and it's a hundred percent on Herbert. Like it's not even close. So unless you're like mega game stacking, you know, you're ripping it in on those three and you're like, I have to have this piece to make this correlated lineup, tell the story. I just, I don't see it this week with these guys. I know I would love to, I mean, I, I say this and, and, and I'm going to regret it to bring like Sims into these battle Royale streets or have access to a Sim in the BRs and just like Sim the, the, the combos you get with this Seattle and Washington, because I feel like even if they don't hit a, you know, for first that they just put you in such a positive ROI, like spot just from the jump because of how cheap they are and the combos you can get there. Um, I I'm really having trouble doing anything else this week, to yeah. be honest. Like, I guess we could, we could talk about Kyler Murray now, now that he's active. Are you willing to, to get there at all? I mean, John, if I, I wish John was here because he'd be gushing over his Kyler stacks, but I know that there's getting some, there's some legitimate noise on redacted sites. Yeah. I, I kind of like it. I mean, what the range of outcomes is just so wide. He's one of like the only quarterbacks in football that on a per game basis, his average is producing as a top five quarterback. Like that has been his career average when healthy. I think I saw something from Edwin Porras when he had come back from the ankle. Um, he had, he dropped a 30 point game after that extended absence that season when he was out here. So the range of outcomes here is extremely wide, but isn't that the kind of shit we should be embracing in these tournaments? Yeah. We're not winning off of good median projection projected lineups, right? You need the outlier performances and he can certainly give you one on a slate where we just talked about no one's really standing out at quarterback. So I guess you could make the case for, for Kyler. I mean, it's not like he's going to be limited, right? It's not like he's only playing like half the game. Like he's active. He's playing the whole game. You're going to get a full Kyler workload. Uh, and, and we get James Conner back as well. I, I I'm excited to see what this offense looks like. It, it's definitely a discount. I think you can say that uh, for, for a fact, if that's a game that you like, but I, it just all comes back to our, that damn Arthur Smith and, and these Falcons yeah. and, and how slow, they're going to play, but this is lining up as like a low key pivot, uh, like a, a little bit gal brain, but I think a legitimate pivot off of the, every game that we've talked about so far. You, you mentioned slow. That was my thought too. And I, I, my jaw almost dropped when I saw in Thorman's pace column that he actually had this as a pace up game. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, that changes yeah, things. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's talking about how, um, the, they are now, so the Falcons, um, they turned in the fourth fastest situation neutral pace of week nine. And they're now the fourth fastest offense of the last month oh during which God. the time the Falcons contest produced the fifth most combined snaps in the ninth most total points. Now this doesn't account for all of these extra plays going to Johnny Smith and Tyler Algier, <laughs> but they are playing faster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's like, it's like he knows Arthur Smith exactly how to troll us. Like, all right, you'll get your, you'll get your fancy expected numbers and your, and your underlying data, but it's not going to be to who you want. Unreal, uh, man. Un unbelievable guy. Uh, no, that, Numi, that, what, yeah. what do you, what do you think of this, this Falcons Cardinals game? Well, first, I was just going to say, like, these quarterbacks, like, when you're looking at the landscape, that was my first inclination. Like, we just had our employee battle royale drop, and it's a 10 max. And, like, I think I would just allocate all of my 10 entries to uh, Smith, Howell, and Kyler. And just, and yeah. I mean, I would do the same thing if I'm doing 10 to 100. Like, I would just 
pepper this game in this scenario, like you said, and sure, maybe get a couple exposure to the guys with stacks. But yeah, I like that. In, in terms of this, like I alluded to in our in our Discord chat, I have been so out of the streets uh, for the past like month that I have no idea. My first inclination goes, okay, Cardinals tight end funnel. All right. Uh, I don't know if that's still the, still the case. I don't know if we're still targeting tight ends against the, the Cardinals here. Uh, but Kyle Pitts, Jonu Smith, like those, like those, those guys uh, immediately stood out to me. You guys have to let me know uh, if we're still targeting tight ends against Car- or uh, the Cardinals or not. But um, yeah, that, that was my first thought there. Um, and then immediately getting burned by uh, another Jonu Smith long touchdown when we have all the Kyle Pitts. My snap reaction would normally be yes, but hearing that like Heineke is actually not even like outperforming the Ritter, you know, is like definitely like giving me some pause there. But like I would typically snap snap yes on 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 that target. Yeah, I mean the the double the Kyler doubles set up really well in Battle Royale. It looks like Marquise Brown's probably getting drafted around twenty five percent of the time. Trey McBride, who we know can challenge for QB one, like or tight end one, we've literally seen him do it. He's getting drafted probably around fifteen percent of the time, and so you're getting access to like an ambiguous ceiling spot in a game that could be faster here um, at really low ownership. Um, and you have some other stuff like Michael Wilson's been banged up. It sounds like he might play, but that would condense the targets uh, a little bit more there. So I haven't been drafting this a ton, but just mm-hmm. as we start to talk it out, um, yeah. I think I want to get in on it a little bit more. Yeah. And it's just thinking about how, you, what you want to pair it with, but, and then just mixing it in with the the different games that we do like, but I find myself just kind of like, my first inclination was that this this chargers and lions game just felt like expensive and a little trappy to me i feel like both of these defenses are a little are a little strong and and that this game could end up being a bit of a slugfest but it's still it's really easy to get to at the end of the day um but i've been basically playing it as like one-offs or mini correlations at the most basically like one of keenan or eckler with one of Amon Ra or Laporta and doing some mixing and matching. But mm-hmm. I don't think in like my 60 or 70 some drafts in Battle Royale that I've done a single um, stack like of this game or like built around more than like two pieces. I think that's probably the way to go with 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 that one here. Uh, can I I know we're, we're not even we're, we're not even at the 30 minute mark. Can, can I throw at you like my biggest Galbrain play of the week? Yeah, I love it. All right. I mean, I feel like everybody even everybody knows it's coming, right? Everybody knows it's coming here. Is it Najee? Is this Connor Hayward? It's Najee Harris. Okay, <laughs> at least I, I can read. I can spot you from a mile away. Do you do you do you kind of see the vision here with 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 yeah. Najee against them? I think it's more honestly probably more playable and redacted because I, what I really like doing this with this play is like it's a thesis about the defense as much as it is on Najee Harris. Uh, just the fact that the, the offense seems to be playing better. The offensive line improved now with Broderick Jones finally starting the ro- their first round rookie. Uh he just made his first appearance on the op- uh on the offense uh just last week or two weeks ago. And I, I do, the the mismatch there with the Green Bay offensive defensive line plus the Pittsburgh defense putting them in 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 good positions, man. I I really do feel like he's he's such a value. RB16, they're free for you and dog bowls obviously free in battle royales am i have i jumped the shark 
I think the question you have to ask yourself is, do you like Najee at like sub, what, 5% in Battle Royale enough over Aaron Jones and Rashad White at like sub 20% to have to go there in Battle Royale? I think that's kind of the question you're asking yourself because those guys project as like the top guys who aren't getting drafted a ton. Yeah, no, I think that that's definitely what it comes down to is 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 those is that cutoff because with with the Steelers that is like the one place that they are vulnerable right now is is the ground. So with a healthy Aaron Jones, I know he's projecting really well uh, in, in this matchup here. That that's definitely the, the question there. I'm getting there in dog bowls. Uh, I, yeah. I will say like it, I've it's done some Najee in in dog bowl last round break glass in case of emergency because running back does man it it dries up uh this week quickly it does but i do feel like it's deep like i there's not a lot of commentary about how this week feels gross i was kind of hoping there would be because i love the way that this week is shaping out but uh to me it feels like sort of deep this one right here is the is like the my biggest like thorn in my side i love this game why can't it go to Ken Walker, who I believe just fully practiced, just fully practiced. Yep. I'm worried about charbs though, but like, this is, this just seems like such an, a, an interesting way to pivot off of the, the game that we, that we, that we love in this one here. I've been like my Seahawks love definitely extends to Kenneth Walker. Um, I've done in like battle Royales. I'll play it just through Kenneth Walker in the 12 okay. persons. I I'll do walker with one of the pass catchers too and just i mean they have like a 26 point team total they're six and a half point favorites like the point should um should be here uh so i think he can capture it and i don't know the stuff like with sharps like there's there's multiple data points and it's how do you want to weigh them like obviously a player with sharps draft capital and talent would see his role increase as the season goes along so that part of it is scary but then you look at it and him coming on directly coincided with a massively negative game script game where they got boat raced by the Ravens and with Kenneth Walker's injury with the groin the week before it. Whereas before that, when Kenneth Walker was fully healthy, he had kept him fully at bay, like fully at bay. He had, he had the full grip on it. So if I'm like weighing all those factors, I'm more inclined to think Kenneth Walker regains closer to what he was doing the first six to seven weeks than it being closer to what's been the past two weeks. But I do think you naturally have to boost up Sharbs's involvement just a smidge. But I I think Kenneth Walker is mispriced this week. I think he's too cheap. I think so too. I think I think that that's really the what it comes down to. And thankfully, like we have these things kind of murking up a situation that leads me to really want to attack Ken Walker. And, and it took me a little while to to get there, but but I'm there now. And I'm fully on board. I think the the biggest like saving grace, and I'll switch over to the utilization tool. And I got a little arbitrary endpoint here, and you can extend this back. Oh, you're gonna do the Liam here, where you make Travis Kelsey look worse than Dalton Kincaid. He's the king of misinformation, man. I got, (laughs) I like, I love that. I love that tweet so much. Like, it is. Pay no attention to the endpoints that I'm that I'm scoping up here. Uh, Just know that Kincaid is greater. Like everything, everyone thinks he's doing a bit. No, like he he actually believes. No, that's why I love it because he's so sincere. Like Liam is Liam's the goat. Um, so what I'm getting at is my, the saving grace here. Like when you look at the snaps, I think that's what like people are getting really spooked about is like Sharps like way out snapped Ken Walker, but everything that you want Walker is getting though. He's still getting the rushing attempts, still getting, getting the targets there with the, with the better targets for outrun. We like the utility there. We like Ken Walker. 
I guess the the question is is John on the is on Gino doubles or Ken Walker because we just want to be on the exact opposite because we whatever <laughs> <laughs> like we do we get confirmation if he's because I'm one I'm just shocked that that Ken Walker is is buried this low and I guess it's only RB twelve and like so it's it's really not that buried but still like I just I expected him maybe like to be right in that Derrick Henry Bijan range if not higher like just from what we saw fully clear and I probably the the question mark so he was probably Q tag going in the whole week uh, and then got that fully cleared Thursday or fully practiced Thursday, but still like, yeah, I'm, I'm I like, I'm right on that with you guys. Like I would scoop up a lot of Ken Walker. I think there's just been with Kenneth Walker. There's the sharps, there's the injury stuff. And there's an overall stench on this Seahawks offense. It was like, yes. I, as someone who piled in that game versus the Cardinals where they just basically fell flat on their face, I guess Kenneth Walker was fine that game, but Gino couldn't get any drives going. I think people just feel so burned like they're as a unit, similar to how people feel about Tony Pollard, how they feel about Bijan. It's like, how many times are we going to do this yeah. over and over again? Which is ironic that this week sets up so well for Bijan, Tony Pollard and the Seahawks. I know. Like it, that, it, this is what, this is what we keep talking about is like, you just, th- this is the best place to take advantage of sentiment if, in, in fantasy. It, it, like, like this is the, you this is the only place you can capitalize on recency bias anywhere in fantasy. Is 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 here? Like you get such a steep discount on Bijan. Could you imagine week one? We like just sitting here and like seeing like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Bijan at twenty five and Pollard going all the way at ten. Like and all this, I guess ten isn't that big, but just seeing some of these ADPs is just it, it's it's incredible. Like that we're doing, and it just wouldn't have expected this. So this is nuts. What are you guys? What are you guys doing with Mixon? He's Oof. interesting. He's very interesting, isn't he? I don't yeah. have a lot of him right now because I like the later running backs I can get. Like, like I mentioned Najee, like I really liked just like getting Najee and then attacking past games of where Mixon is going at the time. But man, oh man, does, does he look good this week? I mean, he's, he's getting in the end zone. He's getting the receiving role with no T Higgins. I mean, it's hard to, to not want to like, I want to have more, but I, I just yeah. simply don't right now, but I think I need to push some of these pass catchers of these game environments that I really like and start doing a little mixing instead, because not, I mean, his, his, he looks great this week, six point favorites. I I think still, I'm a little shocked that this, there's such a big gap between Pollard and Mixon. Uh, Yeah. Just, just looking at that. Like I I know we've said Pollard sets up well, but so does Mixon and we've seen it from him rather than the, the recent, the, you know, the recency bias of Pollard. So I, that, that should just be a little closer. I would expect than, a round apart at least. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, it, it's strong up there. I, I like ETN a lot. I'm not too scared about San Francisco just with how good Travis ETN's role has been. Right. Um, And I am like one thing though, I, I have noticed I'm more willing to play ETN. Like I'll, I think most of my rosters with ETN will have a Niners piece. Whereas I'll play Tony Pollard. Obviously it's just like a complete, one off like nothing else in that game in the same way with Mixon too where you're kind of just hoping that they capture um all of the production where a guy like etn who can actually rip off the big play in the way that joe mixon and joe mixon 2.0 tony pollard aren't (laughs) able to aren't able to do so i don't know that's just one thing i've been thinking about with some of those running backs at the top 
Yeah, I, I thought that we would maybe get a little bit of a discount on ETN just because of like the matchup with the Niners, but yeah. I think enough people have seen vulnerabilities yep. in that defense that they're just like, nah, give me give me that role, which it's kind of funny. They're not t- applying that same thing to Rashad White, but I mean, I guess that's what happens when you get a total uh, sub sub 40 there. Uh, before we get into drafts, uh, just a reminder that the Dog Bowl promo is back where if you do 10 Dog Bowl drafts, and you finish in the top 2,000 with any of those entries, you get your entry fee back. Is I think it's time. Should we uh, should we hop in one of these? And, and also, Nezzy, if you just want to, whoever's yeah. controlling this, if you just want to scroll over to that goal line stand just to show the people. Oh yeah, that that, that fun that fun uh, awesome thing that we're doing for the month of November. You can check that out. We 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 touched on it, but I'll, but we'll we'll we'll. Oh, we'll cool! You already did it. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what. Since you weren't here, new. Yeah, when you're uh, fraud. Let me let me, yeah. get, let me get a better zoom for the people here. Your eyes do not deceive you, folks. Zero percent rake on the beautiful goal line stand this week. Three K to first. Uh, you're not going to get any rake back because uh, half of zero rake is zero. But man, oh man, that is correct. Uh, correct. is so tilted that the zero percent rake means no oh. rake back. <laughs> I heard I, I was I've, DMing support like it's not just Nezzy. It's not just Nezzy. There's been you would it's crazy out there. Like, wait, this doesn't count. This doesn't count anymore. I'm like, no. <laughs> the four, there'll be four co- there five contests that, ne- that won't count in this month. That's it. Just five. It's called it's called back. There has to be something in front of it for it to be given back. Just do oh, a little, just do a little math. And, just do a little and math after though. we after we pick this, I I kind of think I I've I've figured out where our 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 lovely host is actually at for vacation this week. And just putting some dots together, I I I think I know oh, where John is. Uh, uh, using do we want to totally dox where he is? Is that? Well, no, it's just a it's just a guess on my part, but it, it just adds up. Just just going with, with what's happening, coinciding with something releasing today. So, oh, you think he's a video game bro? Oh, I think I think he's doing. Uh, I think he's making sure that his highest exposed quarterback is in fact not playing Call of Duty right now. He's yeah. he's hitting he's, these lobbies, making sure there's no. K- he's buying W1. every COD copy at he's local doing... Best Buys just to make sure he's, he's uh, hitting Kyler up his in, his in on the Cardinals to make sure that Kyler's not uh, playing right now. All right, real quick, uh, pick one hundred two here. I think I'm going to go Chase. I talked about how I like the running back depth here, and uh, I'm 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 thinking he plays. Uh, it would they, they would be in absolute shambles if he does not. I I would think, but uh, so the only yeah. thing I've been thinking about that is I I have no problem with the Chase pick, but he's just routinely falling to six and seven. So Damn. I I just don't know if you just pick really? your spots. Yeah. Oh man, see that that really surprises me. Uh, yeah have you have you been doing it at least the dog bowls that i've done in the past i don't know today uh mm-hmm. i feel like that's where he's been sliding yeah no I, I guess maybe i've just been running running pretty good with my with my picks and uh and being able to take him before i see him fall but yeah i've done i think i'm up to 10 dog bowls so far this week uh, re- uh four, 14 now really oh, yeah. liking the like way someone that, that's already punched their ticket to miami i know i'm the villain yeah. right i don't want to i don't want to uh say it say it out loud here but uh yeah i'm the i'm the villain and i'm feeling good about this week <laughs> Let me let's let's see a... i'll see what tanner does probably just going to take pollard here yeah he goes keenan and uh yeah i've been taking pollard over chimera I, I i agree with that one um definitely into into that matchup of course and just like fading the the chimera the, the the recent chimera usage that we've seen i'm 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 out on that i'm sorry yeah, this is um, 
we have seen like ADP adjust a little bit. I feel like Ayuk has been a pretty big riser over the past couple of days. Yeah, I I, um, I would agree with that. Definitely the a little bit of the ETR effect there uh, at pick nineteen now. It it was uh in in George Kittle's ADP came in pretty hot, and then those two almost I don't know if they there was an actual flippening there, but I know George Kittle continues to drop. Yeah, which is like a little interesting to me. I get it, but uh, I I've been I've been enjoying the George Kittle dip. Uh, been been taking that as just a, a tight end that we've seen win a slate on 0.5 fantasy points and unlocking and giving you access to to a ceiling at tight end that that can finish as tight end one. I'm I'm into that uh, into George George Kittle this week in, in that matchup with the with the Jaguars. Uh, there's the there's Sam Laporta. He's been like I said that that flip with with him and Mark Andrews. I feel was, was straight straight out of the hand of ETR, but this is yeah <laughs> it's funny yeah it's funny just seeing and noticing like when etr ranks come out for or just eat projections come out for like um for nfl for nba and just watching just all of a sudden the adp just start to shift rapidly because you can mm-hmm. just tell where the market is, is is using most of the projections uh pete with the, with the snap pick of deandre oh. hopkins there uh i i like i like hopkins i also with how much of the Seahawks passing game is so cheap, I've actually been passing on Metcalf more um, in the second. And and with like the Walker, there's like so many other cheap ways. And it's not to say I don't uh, I don't like Metcalf. I think this is obviously a great spot for him. But um, I've also been trying. This is this. I'll, I'll tell you right now. Maybe this room will help me do it. Now that we're streaming and there's a bunch of sharks in here. Yeah. But I've been begging someone to force me to a Will Levis double stack in one of these and then it's like well gino's here for my 19th you know gino tyler lockett stack so let this be the room force me to a fucking will levis double stack who's the you. double in this double stack that you that there's you a couple of. ways you could go there's a couple oh chig, chig is chig is the the chalk way to go but i'll give you i'll pull out all the stops if the yeah, room allows me i want to i, I want to see you get creative i'm excited now I, you hold him to this i gotta see this will you no, go i, I get it do a little triple stack. Do a do a little. Okay, I got to go to Will Levis triple stack. That's a bridge too far. <laughs> Can't triple stack and double stack. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, I got Joe Burrow taken from me at pick uh, fifteen because anytime you can stack Mixon with Burrow, you got to do it. Apparently, this is where I just immediately go to like, okay, I'll just take Terry McLaurin. Um, thinking about a run back with Tank Dell with no Nico, uh, I think I'm actually mm. gonna go. Just, just hammer this game environment. I don't do a lot of Dell because I, like I said, I immediately just go right to McLaurin, and I've got some goofy ranks up here as well. Uh, so you'll you'll have to just bear with bear with that for a minute here. Okay, Chase and Dell. Looking at t- like this is for me where I, I typically go, just like George Kittle. Uh, let's take a look at wide receiver here instead. No one see no one no one wants this game. No one no one wants to touch Minnesota, New Orleans. It's I, I can't, man. I just <laughs> it's just not something that 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 I want. I mean Olave right there is uh is definitely interesting, but uh let me let me go back to the to the board there. I, I feel like Olave is due for for a massive game. Like one one of these weeks, man. It's just it, it, I think it was uh, Matt Harmon that said that he gets like the least amount of layup targets out of like all the wide receivers. I saw so, that clip. So yeah. if they just would just give him just like the bunnies, he he'd be he'd be up here in like the first 
two rounds every every week. Yeah. Should I pass on Tyler Lockett here just to feel something? <laughs> I think you, I think you need to I think you need to pass. Thank you, Tanner. I can snap pick Devo. I oh, that was a snap that. pick. <laughs> do you have do you have a lean on these on these Niners or it's just like whatever's the last one to fall to you? Yeah, no, I mean I I prefer IU for sure. Um, but okay. I, I'm starting to really come around on Debo. And I think like the whole thing, right, is any of these guys can go off for a big game, and the probabilities of them doing so are probably correctly reflected in their ADPs, right? You know, yeah. so like Ayuk, the highest likelihood, followed by Debo, or I guess Kittle goes ahead of him here. I I say I think Debo's um has a higher chance of doing it than Kittle now with all three backs. So sure. I would flip those in ADP. But um yeah, I just kind of want stabs of all of this. And I I love Brock Purdy as a, a late round option. Mm-hmm. There's just there's just so much so many game environments to choose from that like I said, drafting just really feels easy breezy this week. And any games that you think have a legit chance to to burn you that you are just like not on in the slightest. Um, that's a very good question. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty light on Cincy Houston. Uh, well, and, and Detroit chargers, like both okay. those games could, could very much burn me. I'm so heavy on commander Seahawks and Niners Jags, uh, this week. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I, I really felt, I really do feel like that's like not getting too cute with the fading of chargers and, and lines, but I really hope that my IKB doesn't get the best of me there. Um, I, I am a little spooked on this one. Not not getting to to the Saints Vikings. Uh, worried that the Josh Dobbs magic is is certainly real. Uh, yeah, and then and then th- this one here, I I am worried about about CD Lamb and and Dak, like and and them just blowing the doors off the Giants, and it's not just all through Tony Pollard, like I'm I'm expecting. And it seems like others are are expecting as well. But I mean, CD Lamb's price being that high, I just. I am really like I'm not getting there at all, <laughs> and that 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 definitely scares me. I think I need to maybe bite the bullet there once or twice. Yeah, yeah, I've I've been doing you know just some CD Lamb and obviously Tony Pollard one offs, but I haven't I haven't built uh, around that game, which does feel a little scary, right? In the same way that that like Cowboys game versus the Rams set up, where it's like we all get confident in how the points are going to be scored. Hey, the defense does it. Tony Pollard does it. Rico gets a touchdown or, you know, or they, you know, Tony gets one CD gets one, but they don't pay off their price tags, but it's like, or they could miraculously get pushed or they could just score a shit ton through the air and the defense doesn't turn the ball over or get a score. And so Mm -hmm. there's more volume there. So I do think that's always a good note. Like you should probably just trust the team total. Um, (laughs) but it's, but from a stacking perspective, it's hard, right? Because I think Dak's probably slightly overpriced. I think you so too. Can't get Lamb and Pollard together. So then, what? You're basically with Ferguson, or are you guys doing anything with Brandon Cooks or Michael Gallup? I see. I can't do like I I, I can't get myself to go down to to Cooks or Gallup. I mean, Numi, are you? Would you be willing to? No, no. As a newly uh, Tony Pollard uh, acquired in my dynasty league, I am. Uh, I, have the, I have the triple. I have the triple stack of Pollard, Lamb, and Prescott. So those are my only people I would pick in VR, just so I could cheer for them. Ooh. And I would not go down for that because that's just dis- disgusting. 
Um, also, I just wanted to point out how different this dog bowl is that even normal ones, you know, it's a sick room when Christian Kirk's going in the third room at round and JSN goes in the fourth round. That's, that's when you know, the sickos are out because JSN is available in the sixth round of virtually every single one of these. Strictly a street draft. Uh, he yeah. is, I, I, I firmly believe he is, he is our tank Dell of, uh, of week 10 or, or, oh, or Noah man. Brown. That is talk dirty to 10. me. Oh, please preaching to the choir here. Uh, all right, yeah, and then Dotson and Drake London going here is just like classic, even though I've got nothing left to give. Uh, I don't have a lot of Rashad White. I talked about Najee, Najee Harris, but I don't have a lot of Rashad White. Really like his role. It's a nice price for him there. I, I, I think I had so him too. in my queue if he somehow continued to fall because we have see all these teams that have two running backs, Sacrilegious at two, Copper two, Tanner at two. Um, yeah, I mean that's true. I guess I I could have probably pushed it, but I do feel a little fraudulent for gushing over Najee and not taking Najee. But I promise, if I showed you my exposures, I promise I am practicing what I uh, what, what I preach there. Yeah, we do see the Dob stack with uh, with our boy Sack. So Sack's yeah, just trying to Sack's just trying to butter me up over here. Huh? He's I mean, with the it's like look at this, Numi. I, I am surprised that. Like I kind of, I kind of uh, glossed over Jefferson when it came, well at, at at the Terry pick I wasn't going Jefferson, but I mean, this is a great time to do it. And if you don't get Jefferson, I the swap options at, at that range I feel like are fine. The of who you're who you're passing over. All right, guys, I'm sorry, I'm not getting to the gross Will Levis double. Damn it, oh you fraud! I know, I chickened <laughs> out. At least you get his run back. I, I I still might end up on oh, Levis if uh if my quarterback if uh if Gino goes he's always just an afterthought he's always just there in case things just got really bad for me I'm taking a naked quarterback now I was little or little foolishly expecting Kyler Murray to come back there uh but he goes to top stat uh gets the Marquise Brown stat uh should have uh should have totally seen that coming but I think I'll I'll take Rashad White over over that and then just go naked here. Uh, here, here's a, here's a Fergie stack with yeah back here by Crash Rich, and if Crash Rich is doing something, I'm going to of course take note. Yep. Our boy Harbs with the snap, Trevor Lawrence to to Pickens there. Pickens is getting some major disrespect after like if this was like two weeks ago, he'd be going like two three turn. Yeah. Well, I mean. I just I can't draft a guy who just unfollowed his own team on Instagram for oh. six hours. You know, yeah. that's just out of principle. Dude, dude, have you seen the response? Kenny Pickett, so <laughs> that also doesn't help. DJ Stroud matched his total touchdown for the season in one game. So, all right, Pete. All right, once this uh, pick comes, I really hope you don't you don't let us down. But I would be I won't I won't hold it against you if you if you decide to pivot. I well, you know what I can. Because I can justify either direction, right? Because I got the Brock to Debo with the Ingram bring back. And I got, you know what? DeAndre Hopkins. Let me do this for the people. I promised a, or I teased a double stack. I'll give you, I'll give you a skinny stack. With a he bring did back. it. That yeah, crazy. It. I took, I took Levis over Purdy just, uh, you know, to feel something. I mean, it's not improbable. It's not improbable. I I mean, it, it, it's setting up for, for a shootout. Well, now Ned, the question is, do you take Purdy or does Purdy go undrafted? I feel like I do. I do. I have to take. No, you. Oh my who God. Do you, who are you taking? Howell is Howell still there? No, or no? No, Howell's gone. I mean, Howell's I might gone, have to yeah. do the. Uh, I mean, hey, it worked for the gauntlet draft, dude, didn't it? Gina, this is how good this slate is. Gino and Purdy are still on the board. 
this is it could have been you but it, it might have to well, be it's me. been I me mean, in every single draft and i just felt bored or is this how i get on is this how i get on this game oh my god this is a john move could right you, here if I could you imagine if you ship a contest with Taysom hill for before john. and john doesn't on john John's would legit show? retire from the internet john would deactivate everything he would be done his whole thing like it's it, 25 dollars it worth john retiring yes okay yes it is <laughs> yes it is let's go that's, that's a villainous miami heat check right there digging tazeville that is uh, guys. That, that might be a little a little disrespectful but uh but but we went yeah. ahead and did it uh here's here's the final board uh pete if you would like to recap your team for our uh coveted audio listeners yeah you know the audio listeners here of which there are many let me make this bigger here yeah so i went uh pollard then grabbed hopkins uh passed on uh DK Metcalf there showed a lot of uh, growth by me. Uh, Debo Samuel, then Evan Ingram, uh, one of my favorite tight ends there, a little mini with Debo. Uh, then grab Chris Godwin. I do not have a lot of Chris Godwin, but kind of decided to use him falling in the Hopkins pick, pushing me there. And then uh, in most scenarios, I'm taking Purdy, who projects better than Will Levis. Um, but you can't. It was Chekhov's Will Levis. Once you mention him uh, during a draft, you are legally obligated to take him with it with your last round pick. So what did you do over here with your draft mess? All right. We went with the, from the 102 spot. Jamar Chase to Tank Dell. little correlation there with the game stack. Went Terry McLaurin to finish out that wide receiver room. Trey McBride, Rashad White, and then the cherry on top of this beautiful mismatch cake, Taysom Hill at QB to wrap things up it. here. We're getting two tutties from Taysom Hill. John's going to weep. John's going to retire. It's going to be sad. We're going to miss you, John, but I think I, it was something that I, that I had to do. Is it true, Numi, that underdogs even considering switching Taysom Hill's designation uh, to tight end before now and the, uh, the start of the slate? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> no comment. If you don't get that joke, that's how we know you're a true underdog man. I love, uh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, here, let me let me go ahead and share my screen. I think it's time for for pickums. Uh, Pete, like you alluded to, I put together some something very high effort. Uh, yes. uh for the team. I was very stoked to see because we were talking <laughs> where. We're kind of, we're, you know, we got our vibes based bro science for pickums. Who are the guys we're higher on, and then we build. But generally, there's a a basket of ones we like, and then it's just kind of whatever's the last one in gets there. So I was like, what if we kind of actually put these in a sheet as we're going, and then maybe by confidence interval rank these, and then we can mix and match a little better here. Yeah. So here's the unveiling. This is this is premium content. You're not getting this anywhere, folks. Of mm -hmm. the spreadsheet that we will be sharing of our our players that we like, the projections that we're hitting on, and a little confidence interval as well. Uh, just maybe for the victory laps, maybe for positive ROI, but we'll share this for everyone, uh, of course. The other thing we could do today as a slightly different thing is we could build out a few correlated game stack entries. I like, like that. This, like the Seahawks commanders won, and I was just talking to Jam about it too. And like the way like Seattle wins tournaments, like they get pushed, you know, yes. because Pete is going to run the ball. So like if we did want to build like a Geno double pick them, you know, with a commanders bring back, you know, I think that would be fun to have a, a full-blown theme uh, for one of these entries. I, 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 I like that thought process. Uh, so Without further ado, let's just get right right into this this game environment here. So I, I do agree with them, right? I mean, I think if the Seahawks don't get pushed, they are obviously 
more than content to run the ball and the commander is going to do whatever they can to push them. Cause that's all they do is just pass. So uh, starting with the, the Seahawks side of things here and things getting pushed, where would you, where would you like to begin with, with this from Gino or from one of the pa- pass catchers here? So look, scroll down to the pass catchers, right? So you got DK five receptions, 66 and a half receiving yards, lock it five receptions, 57 and a half receiving yards. Is it, am I crazy in that if both of these guys are projecting for equal amount of receptions, wouldn't you assume if you said both of these guys get five receptions, who would you think would have more yards? Lock it. Yeah. Like almost certainly. That's what's weird. Like it would make more sense if it was like the receptions were adjusted um, in the other direction. So I would, I would prefer to play this through like Lockett and JSN, like okay. receiving, receiving yards probably. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm I'm with you on the receiving yards. Do you like the receptions or the receiving yards for, for JSN? I mean, why knew me? I just want you to know right now I'm looking at Nez's screen. He has spice on his screen. I'm looking at my screen. I have no spice. There's no spice. It's just bland. I have nothing to put on there. No pepper, no salt. Pete, I'm a Chalua draft sauce. games associate. Pete, I am a draft <laughs> games associate. I mean, these but I will look this... into it. Thank you, Nez. Get some damn spice on my screen. Here we go. But, and, and also, too, I mean, with the – I would – I would think Lockett is maybe more alive to score than, than Metcalf. Maybe that's my broken brain, but. Yeah, that's why I kind of like the yards for Lockett, right? Because if he scores, it's probably on a long, longer touchdown. Agreed. Uh, I just want to pull up on the, on the fantasy life comparison. These, these guys usage compared to one another. So yeah, we get the more targets, more targets for outrun. Interesting that the a dot does lean towards Metcalf, but I still agree okay. with you that I, I, I would have thought that Lockett had had the better chance, but regardless, let's add the receiving yards for Lockett. And we said receiving yards for, for JSN yeah. or yeah. Okay. And then, then the question is how do you want to correlate it with Gino? Sure. Passing yards, attempts, completions. Let's take a look here. I think it. I think attempts immediately. I, I think attempts just by box score watching and and thinking about like what we're saying in in this game. Uh, it's only yeah. he's only at twenty three and a half com, uh, or that's completion. Sorry, yeah. that was why. I apologize. Let me. Uh, I, I would. I need to go elsewhere to to see that. So now now that like I'm saying this out loud, it kind of makes me think the yards. Yeah, I mean it makes direct sense if we're taking uh right higher on these other two there um let's just add this for now okay and uh let me let me give this a couple zooms or a zoom uh all right commander yeah we gotta we gotta get a commander in this now exactly and we got two two spots left here sam how 36 and a half passing attempts feels like a smash yeah what is what has he been at less like never less than 40 like in the so last I guess play. the only thing is do you like the core I, I guess the thing is is are this because for this game script to hit we need a close game and preferably one where the commanders have a lead um I see what you're saying so I'm also almost wondering if the pass attempts aren't exactly the way we want to go I I, I I feel you on that I feel it you. Would, I think I would maybe be lean more the yards. Okay. 
what's what's he been at yardage wise in these past few games? Two uh, 249, 397, and 325, 260 and a half here. I like I, I like either like, one. Let's go, let's go passing yards and then uh should we use how about then we use our uh what's our uh new me draft games slash pick'em liaison? What's this bone? Freebie? Yeah, what's my freebie next to McLaurin? Where where are we looking? Oh, you have a McLaurin freebie? I got a I got a uh a J. My I oh it's the hundred K sweepstakes is the McLaurin. Yeah. Oh gotcha, okay. gotcha. And and I, I got some I got some news here if you wanna let me oh. relay that about the peppers. Yeah, please. So uh Still an A-B test for us, so it's not 100% on all people. But please just write into support, and they will get it for you. Pete, it should be coming shortly for you. They don't, they don't okay. think Pete has the risk tolerance. The Sounds like well, it was uh, an A-B test, and I should see my way out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Layup. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, just please, if you, if you do not have it, just write in um, if you're not seeing them, and we'll get you taken care of. Uh, yeah, Google. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, so maybe, maybe we, we toss in McLaurin for our hundred K. Do you have the hundred K sweepstakes on yours or you I, I, I entered tested? mine. I, 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 I immediately <laughs> okay. entered, entered mine. Okay. Um, or, or, but we haven't talked a ton about the commanders pass catchers. Do you like any more than the other? Uh, I, I think the first thing, maybe I'm just drawn to like different, uh, projections than most, but like the, I see the three and a half receptions for Logan Thomas and that immediately come like, is something that I that I would want to play with without Curtis Samuel. I think I, I really believe that this team is going to do nothing but pass because it's what they do. And yeah. the Seahawks like are, are so stout against the ground that like, it's the only thing you can do against them. So I think three and a half receptions for Logan Thomas, who runs a shit ton of routes is just like a layup. I like that one too. And I was like looking at the, uh, road of his pass up, uh, matchup, uh, Raider. And it really liked the lineup or, um, the matchup for the guys in the slot. So Samuel or Crowder and Logan Thomas were the ones who had the best kind of just on paper matchup for these pass catchers. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and I do like, I mean, I know it's like splitting hairs there, but do you have a preference of a receptions or, or yards? But I really like the receptions on Logan. I kind of, I kind of like the receptions too. I'm just wondering, do we want to read? I mean, I guess at three and a half reception, his yardage, it doesn't have to perfectly correlate uh with howl mm -hmm. um i see what you're saying like if we ended up going completions as a correlation there so i actually don't think that we can do the completions and receptions correlation i do think that we get that what we get we hit a roadblock if we you're if right we try to do that you're right okay i just tried it yeah so i guess it's just a matter of i i like usually going toward like whoever's got the lower of the reception totals here and and with terry at 62 and a half like i would i'd, I'd rather do Dotson receiving yards or i i i, I want to let's i i like the lt take i don't okay. think it's negative correlation i just don't think it's it's probably Direct. neutral yeah, yeah i'm with you all right let's get this one in the hopper and then uh maybe do do one more with the uh the other game that we like here 25 right. to win 500 on this one i'll share it with the chat yeah, I do really think is fun as fun as it is to just fire off all of our hot takes and our best things and string them together in one entry. Like I do think this is the quote unquote sharp way <laughs> to to build the. I, I think so too. Entries. 
I really do. I think, you know, you just look at the games, you look at the lobbies, you see what they're giving you and just, you know, trust your gut on what we think this, these games are going to do. And it's, it's a really nice way to, to get some, some money down on those games outside of trying to hit the nuts in a dog bowl or something. I I big agree because Nezzy, before I was over here, remember I I kept touting myself as the live pick'em King over here. I mean, those are the only (laughs) things before you joined the team themselves, you were like donning yourself. Like I was, I was, I was donning myself that, uh, that, that, and it, and it it seemed to be when you're watching the game and you can get, when you could get in there and correlate it all specifically for one game and you're doing that. Yeah. I I like that. So just, just even like layer that you say, did you say that was actually the first bullet on your resume to underdog live pick'em king? <laughs> it was a title. Yeah, yeah. Ba- basically, when when Rudman uh, when we joined in on Zoom, I just immediately said thank you for allowing the live pick'em king to be grace uh, your presence. Uh, <laughs> and immediately said, a... we're, you're, "You're so good that we're actually taking you off pick'em's and going to put you yeah, exclusively be a DraftKings draft associate." Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he beat them, then joined them. The first, the first to do so. <laughs> Um, all right. What's a, what's another game environment that, that we should be, that we should be looking at here. Should we look at Falcons and Cardinals? I feel like there's a wide range there. Just a peek, peek. little peek, you you know, no, no obligations. Let's start with the, we can lead a horse to water, but we can't make you guys drink. (laughs) Let's start with the Cardinals here. 53 and a half receiving yards for Hollywood. He's like the only pass catcher. I really trust. I mean, I do trust Trey McBride actually. So, yeah. uh, it, but I don't really trust Michael Wilson, even with a nice lowly number, like 34 and a half. Kyler 221 passing yards, 31 and a half passing attempts. It's tough. Cause we don't have anything to go off of when it comes to, yeah. to Kyler, but we can assume that. Yeah. This is throw. this actually probably I, I was curious, but this probably falls into the like, what do you win when you win thing? Yes. And it's like these could just completely flop or soar so far over these numbers that we wish we got paid off more for being right. Exactly. I think the only thing that I would really want to even consider here is probably something Trey McBride related. And yeah. even 40 and a half is like still like I'd much rather this be like 38. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- th- this is feel- this feels like a, a, a hands off. Unfortunately, they've got they've got this price pretty pretty well by by the looks of things. Uh, another game we can take a look at though on the on the main slate. Uh, let, let's do it. Let, let's do a weird one here. That's so, so how we know we're, we're getting really really confident here. I want to look at the the Cowboys just to see okay. what they've got going on. So Tony Pollard touchdown feels feels like it's it wasn't meant to be put on the site yeah i saw someone in the chat mention uh tony pollard td i'm just gonna this might be a little yeah mishmash one maybe we can just start with like our favorite plays here because other than that that commander seahawks game well let's put it if i i know i'm already relapsing and going back to commander seahawks but let's put a kenneth walker one in this one right because we played that other one through the passing game angle here Okay. JSN, huh? There's a little JSN on this one too. We could. <laughs> I try not to relapse. Um, what's his yards at? Sixty-four and a half. And he could get. Yeah, that's 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 one run for K, for Kenneth Walker. Yeah. I like that more we, than we the rushing. We don't attempts. have to force this one. He's he's pretty boom busty, so I don't I don't think we have to. Uh, I was kind of hoping they had a touchdown one. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm surprised they don't, to be honest, considering they have 
uh, Pollard on here. Yeah. Uh, let's see what. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm sure we we might get one here soon. Just for the hell of it, just look at this Chargers Lions game to see yeah. where where these ones are at. I I see the the, the fantasy points for Eckler to me is standing out. I'm yeah. just gonna throw it on here just just for us to to keep tabs on. Yeah. And then on the I other wish, side, did, hang yeah. on. Is oh, good. Sorry. Did they do? Did we? Knew me head of draft games. Did they ever do rivals for teammates? Like, wouldn't you? I would kind of take Eckler over Keenan fantasy points and they do, or, or just for the, I guess just for his, his rival, his, his other okay. running back. But don't, do you, do you think it's weird that Keenan projects for more fantasy points in the lobby than Eckler? Did I see that right? Wow. Doesn't hmm. that seem weird? That does seem weird. That seems, yeah, it seems very weird. I would definitely take Eckler over. Yeah. And, and projections would would agree that like ETR would would spot Keenan Allen one and a half fantasy points there, right? And especially too like Keenan Allen's, I mean his floor ceiling combo has really been reached when Eckler's not playing, you know. And then Eckler's really been kind of the top dog when they're both in. And uh, Detroit's actually been pretty stingy against the pass and more right. susceptible. So yeah, I, I like the Eckler angle. I just wish we could uh, head to head him versus Keenan. I know it's a, it's a, it's a bummer, but I, I forgot to look at these rivals. I like, I like uh, looking at these for, for certain angles here. And I think let, let's just see what they have for, for Kenneth Walker. Oh, do we, we don't have anything for Walker yet. Mm. Mm. That would be, that would be, a are they given like a, a JSN versus Metcalf spread would be interesting. Nothing, nothing, nothing on there. Nothing on that okay. Seahawks game. It looks like. Do they? Okay, so we've got some earlier game rivals here. That's the other game we need to go look at, right? Go look at this Niners. Yeah, let's just let's just pull it up right now. Are we there? Are we? Is underdog waving the white flag on CMC touchdown? (laughs) Is it just no longer being there? No, (sighs) it's not. Not even there. Sixteen fantasy points. Man, I, I would I would hit that. Yeah. It's just it's it's CMC. Can just you see the best what's his what's his game log on how many times has he gone over this the sixteen? Holy, they got tons of rivals for CMC. <laughs> Last two games, and then prior to this one, there were two like lower scoring it's games for, as far as CMC goes. Yeah, yeah, I I like the higher there. Okay, coming out of the bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. For the pass catchers, just to look. Debo has 59 and a half rushing and receiving with a 1.5 spice on the touchdowns. 1.25 spice. spice TD. <laughs> Is that all you needed? Is that all you needed to see? I mean, it's a lot better than my excitement for a Kyle Pitt spice TD, right? I mean, Oh, okay. So um, they don't like the fantasy. That's interesting. Okay. Oh, well, do you want to, do you want to do a spicy, a spicy entry? We can remove CMC. Um, no, I mean I, I like I like CMC. No, you you can get rid of the I Iuke spice. All right, no Iuk spice, but let's. Uh, so yeah, just as far I as don't mind. Goes, just to... So one thing I was talking about JM too, and he was talking about like the correlation of like the CMC big games with the pass catchers, and he it actually has been correlated that when CMC goes off, one of the pass catchers is as well i kind of like just the higher on 63 and a half but at that point we probably want to take a look at brock too right we we certainly can uh 
his numbers aren't egregious. 244 passing yards, one and a half passing touchdowns, fantasy points, not bad either. I mean, to me, this is like, we think that this game is going to be a pretty damn good one. And 366 yards is the last time out. I kind of like the yards there. Yeah. What up? How many yards? 244. He's because he's, he's had a couple bad games. He has. Yeah. Full allotment of weapons against, I mean, Jacksonville's defense, I guess, isn't like a total pushover, but for a 45 point total. Yeah, I'm looking. So, uh, where am I looking here? So, yeah, I mean, ETR has him projected for slightly over this fantasy points, 17.6. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think like Brock is like a very interesting one as far as thinking through what are the ways he gets there. Right. Like if you were doing if you were correlating something with Kittle, you'd probably go like the passing TD route, you know, mm-hmm. um, just because Kittle's probably getting there with at least one touchdown. But if you're playing him, we don't we don't have to force it. I think it would okay. only be like maybe Purdy yards with Ayuk yards if we were doing something with the overall game. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a I think that's fair. I think we can. Look on the other side of that Niners game with Jacksonville. I don't really want anything to do with these Lawrence projections, but on the whole, I feel like 241 is a nice a nice one to go higher on, but I'm not like in love with it. Yeah, I feel like I'd kind of just treat it how I am in drafts where I'm not doing as much Lawrence and just more playing it through the skill position, guys. Yeah. So like ETN here, I mean the best usage on the team. The, t- the touchdown one, I would I would stay away from uh, that one. Like I'm not like so certain on that, but man, what's uh, man Ingram? That's a it's a pretty big number there. Like comparing Ingram to, I like Ingram a lot this week, but when you get that close to Kirk, I think I almost go forty seven lean wow. Kirk. I, I I I'm with you. I like the I like the receiving yards on Kirk a lot. Yeah, yeah. Let's what, do what that. In the rivals at all. We do have some Jags mm. in the rivals. I wonder if they have a Kirk and Ingram. They have a McCaffrey and Ingram. They got McCaffrey spotted for 16 yards. Yeah, both the the passing matchup it uh, sets up well for Kirk and Ingram. So then when it's that close, Kirk has been very consistent. Yeah. Ben says, uh, something I've been going to the well with almost every week. It, yeah. It's hard not to, right. He definitely seems like the, the wide receiver one there. Uh, let me, let me just type in Kirk just so I can specifically see if he has anything with Ingram. Cause I, I nothing for Ingram there. They've got him spotted one yard over Ridley. I do kind of like that, but I think I'll just take the raw projection there. Yeah. All right. Should we find something to tack one more on this bad boy? Yeah. Unless we just want to turn it into a a correlated game one. But yeah, no, I think we, I think we, we, can, we could, one. we could. Well, let's go look at Mixon. We had talked sure. about him before. Okay. 66 Man. and a half or 65 and a half with the rushing. It's a bummer. Mixon would be the exact kind of one that I'd want to lean to fantasy points of just being like, I want to have outs for the touchdown for some of the receiving work and the rushing. I I will say this one is like a pretty decent hire if we want to, but yep. It It does seem 
I mean, what they are six and a half point home favorites here with how big of a team total do they have a 26.75 implied team total feels like pretty good Joe Mixon TD equity. There. I like it. I, 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 I'm, I'm with it. Um, I'm comfortable with this. Yeah. Uh, I like that. All right. Let's smash it. 25 on this one as well. I'll share it with the chat. I'll share it with you, Pete. And uh, of course, I will share the sheet as well that has our two of our plays outlined. I will format it in a way that I uh, that I feel is respectable, and then I'll share it with everybody. <laughs> next next week, we'll we'll Nez. Let's we can even circulate it uh, internally a little earlier. Gotcha. And uh, we can populate it, and then we'll do like our blind confidence interval. Okay. And then we'll reveal it. Uh, and then we can power rank them or actually what we do is we get all the ideas in there. Right. And then we each go in and have our own column where we confidence interval, uh, rank it. And then we, and then we sort it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's better. Thanks for bearing with us as we flesh this out chat, but here's, <laughs> here's entry. Uh, one of our entries, just to recap for our audio listeners, Christian Kirk, higher 54 and a half receiving yards, Austin Eckler, higher 12.75 fantasy points, Joe Mixon to score a touchdown. Tony Pollard to score a touchdown and Christian McCaffrey higher than 16.25 fantasy points. And then Pete, if you would like to recap once again, our game stack. Yes. Yeah, we are. We're playing this through uh, the passing game. We are stacking up Geno's higher than 262 and a half passing yards with the two of the, uh, the cheaper or the lower receiving yards for the Seahawks receivers. JSN at 39 and a half going the higher there. Tyler Lockett going higher at 57 and a half. Then we are playing Sammy. Uh, I will always chuck it. Howell 260 and a half passing yards higher. And then couldn't quite find a yardage one we liked with the commander's receiver. So we gravitated to the bankable LT higher than three and a half receptions. Man, that feels good. Numi, what is your confidence interval on these out of one, uh, one to 10? I enjoy the, uh, this correlated game stack a lot more. I'm going to put an eight on this one and a six on the other one. And is that just, just so to be able to translate. So 80% Numi return refunds on that one and then 60 percent refunds on the other is that how that works if, if i can speak new me yes i think that that's exactly God, what okay. <laughs> God damn oh man yes um, exactly yes yes <laughs> well uh any any other things we uh we're, we're forgetting here before we need to uh you know cross our t's dot our i's no i think i think we pretty much covered everything we got we got the pickums out there we got the we got the dog bowl draft completed so we did our our quota of one draft per stream don't want to over overload anybody uh pete you have your cram on sunday morning as yep. always yep um and also my dfs after dark i'm having tom yes. uh from across the pond uh from the fantasy sanctuary excited to do that uh i was hesitant to ask him because i was like you're on UK time. And I'm like, if I'm doing the math, it's going to be like the middle of the night. And he's like, no, I'm going to do it. So, I love it. uh, so yeah, we're going to get, uh, get Tom up or early or up late. One of the two, <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so that'll be a fun show on Saturday night for YouTube members on my channel. And then the cram on, uh, on Sunday, but yeah, excited to uh, pile into a bunch more drafts here over the next, uh, what, oh, yeah. six hours or whatever. Yeah. You'll definitely, you'll definitely see us 2am. Tom is in the chat here. 
2 a.m. Maybe he says, "Oh my God, man! Tom, Tom is the goat. Yeah. So definitely, definitely don't miss that." Uh, yeah, Tom's awesome, <laughs> and he's also yeah. crushing uh, in the uh, in your listener league. So yeah, uh, that's what we'll we'll probably pull up uh, the solver, run a little uh, DFS sims. We'll we'll do a draft too. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do everything because Tom is a uh, you know he's a he's a multi tool player uh, there as well. So looking forward to that. Uh, Numi, are there any other things on the promotional front we mentioned the dog bowl promo we mentioned rake free goal line stand and did i see you guys just dropped um earlier today a three dollar 20 max contest correct a the hurry up uh which is the equivalent of the three dollar 20 max the same style format that we do for nba just dropped it for nfl so yep nice little uh small uh smaller field uh small stakes for the people out there and i will just say for like that size too i mean you want to talk about like some of the um, exposure discrepancies, you know, versus like a 50,000 person contest versus 3000, like in that type of contest, like you, Des will be the only person with not a Najee Harris <laughs> in there is what I've said. So if no, you do real. have those takes, those scroll down ones, like you can get massive leverage relative mm -hmm. to the field size. And, yeah. uh, and also it being time boxy and releasing on a Friday and you don't have that whole, don't have to deal with the whole week too. So yeah, yeah, a lot of fun factors that come into these. So definitely, definitely fun. Um, only other thing I will mention too, I did, uh, if you want to hear me gush more about commanders, Seahawks, <laughs> I do have my hidden gems piece up a weekly piece. I do on fantasy life, looking at scroll down plays and also hit on the plays in the Niners, uh, and Jags game that I like. So that's always up on fantasy life. Uh, Nez, I think that's it, man. All right. Let's see if I can fully uh, escort us out of here without any issues. Thanks, everybody. Favorite time of the show, the end. Miss you, Joe.